Welcome to the Hedera Hashcast, episode six. I'm your host, Warlock and Key, and in this episode, we'll be talking with the people behind Recirca Research. I'm joined today by Deepak. Hello, my friends. David Hunt, project manager at Recirca. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Tyler Rubin, founder. Hey, how's it going? Beautiful. Taylor Nielsen, technical advisor. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Sean Young, project manager and advisor. I love you. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Arjuna Ugarte, research associate. Good morning. And Jeremy Jerkstowiz, lead developer. The Chad among us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, uh, normally we do a warm up, but there's a billion people, so I can't really facilitate that. Uh, let's just get right into it. What is Recirca Research? And is it Recirca or Recirca? Did I, did I butcher any pronunciations? Uh, we are calling it Recirca. Okay. Um, and the, the general premise of our project is we're trying to apply distributed ledger technologies to research. Um, and there's actually quite a few different things that you can do with um, Hedera's DLT specifically is the technology we're using. As you know, of course, as this is the hash cast. Oh, um, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in case you forgot. Yeah, but I often uh, do. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so the general premise, we're, we're using distributed ledger technology and the main problems in research that we're kind of trying to address. Some of these are very much like long-term problems. Initially, the, the first piece that we're trying to bite off is um, we're using tokenization um, as an alternative compensation method um, for researchers to use. So if you're running a study, you can give out Recirca tokens and you can also give out NFTs, which are very cool and dual purpose in that we can use them as not only like a, um, kind of like a gamified participation award, but it's also... Um, you know, use, because it's minted on the Hedera uh, network, it has these great security properties and it's it's provable. So you can kind of like build up um, a sort of like academic resume um, and you can prove that you participated in a study or that you ran a study um, and that kind of thing. So that's like the first big piece that we um, are biting off. So what kind of research do you guys mostly focus on? Is it everything or is there a specific field? I'll let, uh, um, well, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Okay. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks for having us on today. Um, this is Tyler. Uh, so generally speaking, you know, we are, we are promoting scientific research in general. So in the, you know, in the long run, we don't really see any sort of um, limitation to which fields we can promote. One thing that we think would be really exciting in the future is to allow the stakeholders to um, support particular directions of research, um, you know, either through staking their research and, and positing through that which, which studies should get funded or um, maybe not which studies should get funded, but which areas of research they want us to um, really focus on. Uh, for now, um, through the genesis of this, you know, we're looking at public health um, and, uh, you know, 
related related fields, but that's just sort of our initial foray. Are we gonna are we gonna branch into any humanities research type of stuff? <laughs> Probably eventually, yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot of potential for using this in just about every kind of research. We're not really limited by topics because yeah, we can any especially what what we plan to do somewhat um, somewhat in the short term future is we're gonna start doing a lot more of these studies. We we did our initial premiere study um, back in September to November, um, which uh, Arjuna and Dr. Sean Young uh, ran together. It's still in the process of being uh, reviewed by the Ethical Review Board, um, but our preliminary results were, were very exciting. Um, Arjuna, did you want to talk about some of our results? Sure. Uh, just to clarify, we've um, it's in process of being peer-reviewed, um, yeah. the, the possible paper that we have. So all these are just uh, preliminary results. Um, basically, we sent out a survey and we had about 100 participants um, take the survey. Um, and it, you know, it really showed that there's enthusiasm and excitement for cryptocurrency. About 80% of the people who took the survey um, had experience already with cryptocurrency um, and about 50% with NFTs. Um, and as compensation of the for the survey, you could actually choose if you wanted to get a gift code, an Amazon gift code, or um, our Brisirca cryptocurrency and an NFT. Um, about 30% of the participants um, chose to take the Brisirca and the, and the NFT. Um, and the, about 18% of those were people that didn't even have a cryptocurrency wallet to begin with. So um, they weren't very familiar with cryptocurrency. Yeah. And that style was the one that really just like popped out to me to see like such a, a big shift in like public sentiment. Um, as we all know, this this past like year, we've seen a huge growth in, in NFTs um, becoming way more mainstream um, and people trying to figure out what it is that NFTs are actually useful for. Because so far, what we've really seen is, you know, a lot of like JPEGs with cats and whatever kind of like animated things. But using it for art is is fun, of course, but there's a lot more you can do with NFTs. There's a lot of power behind that, that data structure, essentially, which I think we're we're one of the many use cases for NFTs um, uh, in, in research basically, is that you can use them to be able to prove that you're a part of a study. And uh, um, down the road, we also plan on, on using them for, for data integrity purposes to some degree, but yeah. So we've, we've already been touching on your token a little bit. Uh, I think this yeah. is a good time to lay it out, explain what, what is okay. the Recirca token. So the Recirca token is uh, the compensation method. Um, it'll be used inside our Recirca app um, that Jeremy is, is uh, leading the charge developing. Um, and so that app is, is our, essentially the, our main community, it's our user facing application. So if you're participating in a study um, that's uh, using our platform, you'll be able to earn Recirca rewards. So it's, it's a compensation method. And what's kind of cool about having it as a compensation method from the researcher perspective is that it's actually going to be able to um, save them money in the sense that you'll be able to do more research and not spend as much on uh, the actual participant rewards. Because as Arjuna just said, um, with the, the results, there's a, a pretty strong indication that um, people are going to be willing to take NFTs and cryptocurrency in lieu of Amazon gift cards. Um, or any other kind of uh, compensation. 
So that opens up a, you know, like a solid, like 30% um, improvement, which is, that'll at least open the door to us, to a lot of uh, researchers and um, universities being more, more open to what we have to say, if we can save the money and also um, we can down the road, introduce data integrity um, as kind of a, almost like a, <laughs> That's the the Trojan horse, I guess, is that we've got a lot of things that we can do to improve the research, but we gotta we gotta start by providing some some significant value to to uh, research. Um, yeah, let me elaborate on that just a little bit. Um, the reason that it is a money saving mechanism is because the Reserca Foundation has a very significant portion of the allocation dedicated for grants um, yeah. to to universities and, and um, academic research groups or, or even, you know, unaffiliated research groups are, we're, we're interested in the general promotion of, of science. We want it to be real studies, um, but uh, we're open to a variety of different people who are performing those kinds of, that kind of research. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is, um, you know, a, a very significant portion of the allocation is just set aside for grants. Um, so we will just be like, uh, you can imagine this being just another source of financing for a research group. Um, Arjuna, maybe you maybe you could talk about the current process of how you get funding to do a study and how this could augment that. Um, currently, I mean, you usually get study, um, usually get, um, grant funding, you know, by uh, applying for it, usually like NIH, for example, um, this could augment it because um, you could, basically we're giving the researchers the, the research at this point um, so that they can sort of um, compensate the participants. Um, and, you know, that can be sort of a, a, an extra. Um, currently, the way that we've been compensating participants is using uh, gift codes um, usually we use Amazon gift codes, but again, cryptocurrency doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Um, so being able to offer uh, an, another option um, is, is a way to sort of, um, uh, you know, get the participants interested in the studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing I, I did want to interject here as well about that, uh, in terms of funding studies, um, I think there is a really powerful mechanism um, built into what we can do with a distributed ledger technology here, which is we can kind of democratize the process. Again, this, this is all kind of like long-term big picture stuff we're going for, but um, we can democratize the process uh, by basically allowing participants that have, um, you know, participated in studies. If you've, you know, gone through participating in a study, you've earned some NFTs on the app, um, you'll be able to do things like um, potentially like vote for which uh, categories um, of research you want funded, which is kind of an interesting alternative to, um, as Arjuna was saying, with the the current grant process, you're basically going to like um, either governments or you're going to uh, well, corporations are, are are oftentimes also funding like research to be done. So um, having like a a different mechanism to provide funding for research that might not, you know, it might be overlooked for one reason or another because. You know, obviously governments and corporations are going to have certain agendas for what they're trying to prove with research versus this is kind of a more open-ended thing that will hopefully be um, a less inherently kind of like biased um, form of funding. So 
why did you want to come on the Hashcast? Because, you know, we, I noticed that, uh, you know, previous to like last week, you haven't uh, made much of a peep on social media. You know, what what changed? Uh, well, we're... Uh, <laughs> um, Progress is, is starting to come together on, on the app and we want to we want to be able to start getting people um, interested and excited um, as we, you know, continue to make progress and start rolling out um, features for the actual application. We want to have um, a good group of testers and that kind of thing. So I think it's important to start building excitement before we initially launch. Um, but yeah, we, you're right. We were in total stealth mode before this week. We kind of flipped the switch. Um, but uh, yeah, now we're uh, we're coming online and we're 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 here. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really yeah, just cool want, to see. Yeah, I just want to point out that you know at this stage, early on in the game, uh, our primary sort of value proposition is to connect researchers to a pool of people. And you know, like uh, Tyler mentioned, we're going to start out probably in, in public health, medical research. So we need data, and so if we can, you know, help those uh, researchers who don't quite have enough funding to, you know fund a 40,000 person study on uh, blood glucose or whatever it may be, if we can connect them with people, then uh, uh, that's the great advantage. And so we have to start putting our name out there and, and getting people to notice us so that we can be that linchpin and to connect the data to the researchers. So one, one, one question I have is, what does that flow look like? So let's say Jake and I, we are interested in how garlic um, can change or can help with health in general. Mm -hmm. We've had this experience. We cook with a lot of garlic where, you know, our skin is glowing. We're like, there has to be something here. Yeah. So we need researchers then where, where we have this interest. How would we uh, or a group of individuals go out on Researcha and uh, connect with researchers? No, that's a great question. And I think there's um, a real opportunity here for us to do those exact kind of um, things where we're, we're kind of, again, democratizing the process of how research is done. So we'll be able to kind of have those features rolling out on the app where we, we start off initially, we're, we're going to, the amount of power you're going to have as like just an NFT holder is going to be relatively limited, but um, we'll open it up to, you know, like categories. So you can, let's say you, you've got a certain amount of NFTs, you can use those as kind of like your voting weight to say, I want research to be done in like economics or cryptocurrency or whatever the category might be or health or, you know, education. Um, so that kind of gives users a little bit of power, but what you're talking about, it's like very specific. So I think that there is an opportunity there um, down the road to actually allow people who are um, participating in the network, they're, you know, participating in research to almost become not actual researchers. We do have to be careful about how we do it. Um, but we want to give them the opportunity to kind of like steer where research is going to some degree and get more involved in the process. Tell us more about the grant you received. For sure. Um, yeah. So in, uh, yeah, it would have been in August, we applied for the uh, Hedera X Filecoin grant, um, which, uh, yeah. So, we applied for that. We had, at the time, we basically just had kind of a, a layout for the app um, um, in mostly in like a, a mock-up kind of format, just kind of going over some, some basic features of the application for what it would look like in terms of like how users are going to be storing their rewards, how they're going to be able to browse new studies that are coming up. 
and um, you know see the actual uh, uh, data about the the studies themselves. Um, and for that grant specifically, we built in this feature um, utilizing Filecoin, um, where we have basically like a version history of um, the uh, the data that would be associated with that study. So you can this is focusing more on like the data integrity um, aspect of our value proposition. Um, so with that, we basically allow a user to, to verify themselves that the data has not changed since it was initially put in. Because the, the more we can um, allow researchers to uh, put in data and uh, as soon as they get it, um, it kind of like closes the, the opportunity for data manipulation. Uh, obviously not entirely, there's only so much you can do, um, but it does, it does make it harder to kind of game numbers. So you got the second place prize. Do we remember we who, the, <clears throat> who the first place was? Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Well, that's good. No ill will is held yeah. against the first place. You, I apologize. You don't, you don't even think first. about him. We don't even think about <laughs> him at this point. Yeah. You know, being number two is good. Lucky number two. But, you know. <laughs> um, We're so early. There's plenty of room. Yeah. For a second there. But, um, sure. you know, I, I, David was... David was alluding to this data integrity feature. That is still very early days. Very early. Uh, obviously, there are, you know, concerns. Researchers may have concerns about, you know, what if they accidentally put in, you know, in the uploading something was wrong, right? Like it's, it's. Um, we have not in any way yet figured out how that is going to actually work, but we are definitely thinking about it for the future. Yeah. That's a very exciting feature for me. Um, like uh, Tyler and, and David mentioned is far off, but the idea of end-to-end -end data integrity is uh, sort of a, it's a huge deal for trust, you know, and Hedera is all about the, being the trust network, trust layer of the internet. And I think that at some point um, that could lead to sort of a clearinghouse of data that if, you know, one researcher might be collecting data for a particular reason, but if another researcher can have trust in the integrity of that data, they can find ways to use that in their own studies. So, I mean, far, far away still, but uh, this is just a huge, fascinating field where everything from connecting people to connecting data, uh, Hedera is integral in that sort of, you know, relationship. And I mean, my mind just explodes thinking about all the ways we can take this. Can you go into a little bit more detail on how you're integrating with Filecoin? Um, yeah, so uh, the integration with Filecoin basically is just using um, the, the Filecoin network is storing the actual documents. So if a researcher were to upload a paper, um, you've got a version history of every upload they've done of, of that uh, piece of data or, or the paper itself. Um, so you can, you can see how it's changed over time. Cool. One, well, can you explain to me what the difference is between something like Filecoin and uh, IPFS? Mm, that's, I think Jeremy can handle that one a little better than I can, but. <laughs> a little bit better, maybe, yeah. Um, <laughs> as I understand, IPFS is um, sort of, a, it's a Filecoin network. It's part of the Filecoin network, or it can be at least. Um, but there's a lot of overlap there. Um, uh, really the, the key is that it's a persistent distributed file store. And, um, you know, right now file, Filecoin's fantastic, but there's a lot of competitors as well. And 
whether it's IPFS or uh, a larger Filecoin node or um, another system um, that's really about distributed. So, you know, there's a security aspect to it. Um, there's accessibility, there's, uh, you know, uh, uptime and uh, it's, it stores your files. You know, it's not on an AWS bucket somewhere. It's on mm -hmm. a whole lot of computers all over the world and you can get at it and that's what we need. Just for more context for the viewers, um, IPFS stands for Interplanetary File Service, I think. And if you own an NFT on Hedera, the actual JPEG uh, image is probably stored on um, IPFS. All my wonderful JPEGs are, are stored there. I highly recommend it. <laughs> um, Best place so, to store your JPEGs. <laughs> you know, and PNGs, to be fair. To be fair. Mm -hmm. Can't exclude them. <laughs> um, so you've talked a little bit about working on data integrity. I know you said it's, it's, it's early right now. But yeah. what I want to know is how does it compare to what data integrity looks like right now in academic research? That's a good question. Um, I think Arjuna can handle that one best. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, right now, data integrity, you know, kind of involves the peer review process. Um, uh, once you, you know, do the study and get the, analyze the, the results, um, you'll usually submit um, a paper to a journal, for example, um, and that'll go through um, a sort of a peer review process. Um, I think that's one of the biggest um, ways for data integrity and in, um, you know research um, today. And so, how are you guys looking at just to lay it out for people to improve this process? Mm -hmm. um, so, the main improvement would be kind of dealing with this more at like the granular level. Um, again, there's a lot of like red tape in this industry, so we can't really. We can't really just start doing these things and expect the uh, the ethical review board to just be on board with um, what we're doing. So it's it's a very back and forth process. But the general idea is that we're um, we're going to allow for uh, data to be uploaded in kind of a granular level, um, so you get like that version history. So when a researcher comes to the actual like uh, peer review process and all that, they have data that they can basically verify the version history of it. So they're not just saying this is the final data, but you can see the whole history and how it's changed. Um, that's the main difference is that you've got this, this provable version of your data. Yeah, and long-term, I think, you know, when we have end-to-end -end data flow, I, I envision it at least at some point, you know, somebody's wearing an Apple Watch, it's detecting their heart rate continuously. And because of the scalability of the Hedera network, that can go, you know, every minute, every few minutes, you can get a packet of somebody's, you know, heart rate info on the Hedera network. It's not tamperable. You can trace it, you know, it's got an encryption key. Maybe there's some other way to, to, to connect it to the actual user. Um, but uh, very, very granular. Um, that's really the key. Do you ever think it'll get to the level? And I think based off of your answer, what you just said, it's a yes, but you know, you're using um, specific equipment and I, in, in mind, I have more harder sciences like physics, chemistry, um, where you use these instruments, right? And, and whenever, like, it, like if you're measuring the weight of something after some chemical reaction, that that data, the actual measurement will just automatically be uploaded to some decentral file, file service. Yeah. That's, well, that's a, a really good point. 
along <laughs> did you want to talk about cryptographic, it, yeah. yeah, along with the cryptographic hash to, to verify it, if you have a private key on the device that you can then find out which device actually sent you that data, I mean, that's, that's to me is just like Pandora's box of, of <laughs> possibilities. You know, you're opening up with, instead of hopefully not monsters will come out, but you know, this is a, a combinatorial explosion of what you can do in research where um, imagine being able to just start a research study, almost like a meta study where you can just pick and choose data from all these different devices, know that it's trustworthy data, you know exactly where it's come from and you can combine it to, you know, do some kind of a meta analysis or even a meta, some type of meta study uh, across different studies, you know? So uh, ultimately, yeah, I think, but, you know, that's a bit, we have to temper our ambitions because, you know, that's quite a big leap. And, um, but I think we'll get there because it, the, the value proposition is so huge and it's so, um, I won't say evident, but people will come around to seeing what you can do with that. And That's amazing. And I can imagine also in the future, monetizing that data so people can use it and researchers can get money. I know, I know research is uh, not super lucrative, but very mm -hmm. rewarding. Yeah, that's, yeah. Another long-term um, part of our vision is uh, kind of expanding the, uh, the ways in which researchers can also, um, you know, get not, not only just funding, but also like you're saying, because research is not super lucrative, the career path is pretty limited um, unless you have like a full on PhD and you've been in it for a long time. And even as it is, you know, your compensation is, is relatively limited to other industries um, potentially. So I think there's a lot of opportunities for us to use kind of the, uh, um, the tools at our disposal, the actual like Reserca tokens to create this um, economy where you can reward um, researchers for doing good research. You could almost, um, there's, there's a lot of really interesting concepts. Um, I'm not, I don't want to like say that we're committed to any of these ideas, but um, one, of, one of the ideas um, I was thinking about was some kind of process where you could actually um, have like a little like microtransaction of sorts when um, like a researcher's paper gets cited, like um, if you were paying them like a small amount to actually like view the, uh, the document, just like we're talking like a penny or something. And right. the researcher actually is um, accruing some value based on like how valuable their research actually was. Um, this is just one concept of, of how you could do it. There's a lot of other ways that you could tie the value to it, but yeah, some yeah, kind of citation royalties. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's a royalty system essentially that I kind of described, but yeah. What were you saying, Jeremy? Yeah. I think another aspect is what you said specifically, David, which is to do good research. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really key there because I mean, unfortunately for a lot of institutions, uh, they're incentivized to get results that they want. And that, mm -hmm. that's one of the initial sort of things that attracted me to the project was the idea that you can do a lot of research, collect a lot of data, get exactly the opposite result that you want and still have valuable data because it's on that trust layer. And mm -hmm. so you don't necessarily, you know, you're not as tempted, let's say, to, to manipulate it or to sort of massage the, the study into the result you want. Mm -hmm. You could say, okay, well, that's, that's the essence of science. We ran an experiment. It, you know, our hypothesis was proven wrong. But now we have this big pool of data and well, somebody else might want that data. And because we know it's trustworthy, um, you know, there's sort of a, a counterbalance to that temptation to, to sort of mangle your data to get the results you want. So I, I, I took a peek at your site. And one mm -hmm. thing I wanted to ask about, just because I was curious, um, you're, you're wanting to stop or at least 
hinder participant double dipping. Is, is that really yeah. a big problem in research? Um, it certainly can be. Um, I, I think Arjuna can speak to that a little more clearly, but um, yeah, the, to describe the general problem is that, um, for instance, like with a drug trial, um, the thing about like a drug trial specifically is that if you have a person taking more than one pharmaceutical drug um, at the same time, it's going to influence the outcome of the study, of course. So you want, that's one thing you want to be very sure of is that your participants are not also taking other, um, you know, pilot drug trial. They aren't participating in another drug trial. And um, the way in which that's prevented right now is not very ironclad um, compared to there are much better alternatives that you could implement using um, a distributed ledger where you're tracking who's participating in what studies. Right, because uh, uh, I would say a sizable percentage of the people who are wanting to, you know, participate in these studies for monetary gain are typically people who maybe need money fast. So exactly. would, they would be incentivized, you know, because of their their economic situation to mm -hmm. try to double dip. Um, right, exactly. I think it's also a little more prevalent prevalent in, um, you know, research that involves like surveys um, and, and things like that. Um, you know, we've had to put, um, you know, some sort of like authentication methods in like our surveys, mm -hmm. um, like logging in through like, like a Google or Facebook, something like that um, to so, sort of combat that. Cause there are, you know, people that will try and do the survey again. Um, sometimes it might just be accidental cause you know, like our ads are going out on like Facebook or other online places and maybe they'll click it again, like a few days later and then try to take the, the survey. Um, so it's not always intentional, but, um, that, that's one of the, the, the reasons that it could help with, um, the other thing, you know, there's also bots and stuff that can, you know, sort of, um, you know, do the, go through and do those surveys or, uh, um, and you know, basically that can help stop that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was hoping you're going to bring up bots. I've become very familiar with those, uh, <laughs> lovable, uh, uh, techno people, uh, ever since getting involved with the NFT game, they're, uh, they're mm -hmm. kind of always around. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, I, I do think there's a lot of, um, applications for decentralized identity, not only in, in our project, but of course, any kind of decentralized application, there's, there's often a need for, uh, identifying a person as a real person. You know, we've got capture right now, but it's not ironclad and there's still bots that get through it a lot of times. Um, and you don't always want to have to deal with a capture as a, as a human being. So if we can come up with better ways of dealing with uh, identity in a more decentralized way where you can, you know, just for the, in, the, in our cases, um, you know, as, as you're doing research, you can just log in with the Recirca app and it's, you know, basically just, pulls your decentralized identity um, from your, your wallet, essentially. And it's it's a very smooth process as compared to, you know, trying to deal with like CAPTCHAs or, or that right, kind of... Right, right. Kind of set it and forget it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because once you've proved yourself once, you don't want to be continually giving out. Like, isn't it crazy that we have to continually give out like our driver's license, our social security number, just like to all these different people? Like, why why do we have to give all this information to a million different people that could all be hacked. Right. Right. Um, over and over and over again. And over and, and over some companies come up and they're like, Oh, we, we do it for all these different things. And it's like, yeah, maybe three out of the 15 you're going to do in a year are connected to that site. But then like what, in three years, that site goes away, you know, like right. or they, they get a breach and nobody uses them anymore. So yeah it's, yeah, it's something that we definitely need to work on. That's, that's a real use case in general that we need to, start implementing. Definitely.
So yeah. it, it, I was uh, just going to say, yeah, it's not yeah, a part please. of our project, of course, but we're just, we would definitely be integrating that kind of thing. We're, we're taking, an, taking on enough as it is. We don't need to be dipping into creating our own decentralized identity, but I'm sure there's going to be great people to partner with for that. Sure. Yeah. So I, I've looked a bit at your roadmap um, mm -hmm. and I, I think people would be interested to know, you know, what you've done already what you're working mm -hmm. on right now and you know what's on the horizon so let's just start with looking to the past what 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 things okay. have you uh, completed so far okay uh yeah so um the one of the main things we that first started off the project was um we started putting together uh, a, a white paper essentially which is still internal we haven't released it um it's yeah but uh we've obviously put together a website kind of um, you know, going over our general vision of what, what it is we're trying to do, the problems we're trying to solve. Um, we've, as, as we mentioned earlier, we uh, applied for and, and won the, uh, the HeterX Filecoin grant, um, as well as uh, we ran our initial premiere study in September, um, which had a lot of promising results about the future of um, compensation methods and research, and that people are generally very receptive to um, taking on not just gift cards, but they're willing to try out a new cryptocurrency instead because, you know, when it's just a few, a few dollars that they'd be getting, they're like, you know what, why not? Why, why not try and get a cryptocurrency? It might be worth more later. I might have a cool NFT to play with or, or whatever when I try out this new DeFi space. But yeah. The NFT um, I saw that you released was a, a <laughs> GIF. Yes, yes. So it's animated a, and everything. Very fancy. Animated, not a JPEG, people. This is quality yeah. stuff. Advanced. <laughs> we put our images, you know, in a row. We, we've got a video clip that it's, plays over spins. and over again. It's advanced. <laughs> um, yeah, but that uh, was, was fun putting together like a, you know, our, our initial NFT. I think it's, um, you know, it's not just about proving that you participate in a study. I think there's a lot of like fun that can be had in the process. That's one, one aspect of the, the project is just not only um, improving research and like the, the methods for doing it, but we can also like make the process more fun and, and get more people involved in general, because um, as it is, like, if you're just giving people money, I mean, that's, that's one kind of incentive, but some people are more motivated by like social incentives. Like if you could have your NFT collection, you can kind of like flex on people that you participate in all these studies. You've been you know, you've been a really good Samaritan and you can pat yourself on the back, you know. Um, I think that that does appeal to a, a certain amount of people rather than just financial. Yeah, certainly think, game, gamification appeals exactly. to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. To add to that too, um, you know, I think part of the research is just to, you know, promote science and um, promote research. Um, as you've seen probably with like the pandemic, sometimes, you know, there's um, people are being against science and, um sort of yeah. being counter to that. So we want to, you know, combat that and um, get people, you know, excited about science. And um, I think this is one way that, that we can potentially do it. Is that going to your NFT thought? Like, that, I, like imagine having an NFT from an incredibly famous study, like just a ground. Exactly. Study. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really, a really good point. Exactly. Like if you participate in a study that, that later went on to become like, um, well cited, and again, playing with these these like concepts of all the incentives that you can attach to uh, NFTs, um, like the the royalty system we described. You could even throw in like a some kind of like subtle royalty for participating in it. 
So as a participant, maybe you're also getting um, rewards later on down the road because you did participate in a famous study and you want to be compensated for that in some fashion. So there's just all sorts of cool things you could do with the programmability of these you know, non-fungible tokens that say, I was there, I did this thing, I can prove it. <laughs> Mickey Mant, uh, yeah, like a Babe Ruth card or something. Or, yeah. You know. So what are you guys working on right now? This week? Uh, this week, um, well, Jeremy, as always, is working on um, some new features of the app. Um, we're plugging away at that. Uh, in general, on, on my end of things, I've been kind of trying to uh, get our marketing presence going on Twitter and starting to engage with people um, and get discussion going. Um, we did like the little like um, AMA thing on Twitter that I uh, was just trying to answer some questions. I think we got some very interesting questions that I was very yeah, very, very smart with. questions. Very smart questions. Very, I mean, very smart people in this space. I mean, just anyone who's following Hedera right now and building a project, you know, they're they're ahead of the curve, right? <laughs> I, I I considered stealing some of their questions, but <laughs> it would be very obvious that I did because my brain is very small. I would not have come up with those. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I mean, it's it's all good information, and not everybody's going to see those those questions on Twitter, so. I think I yeah. think we touched on on most of the stuff that we was did, brought yeah. up. Um, what's on the horizon for you guys? What's coming? Well, um, on the uh, the shorter term horizon, um, like I said, we're trying to expand our, our marketing presence out, and uh, we're we're going to be rolling out um, the app itself to closed closed beta, basically, and then opening it up. We've got a, a wait list of people on the website um, that are basically at the ready to start testing once we're at that stage where we want to have um, more, more open-ended testing where they can just report bugs to us as they see it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're getting closer to the point where we're, we're actually able to, to launch the products as is famous in crypto. Um, yeah, it's coming soon. So <laughs> do, do we have any idea when the uh, white paper might be released to the public? Um, now that we're taking on a, a bit more of a, a marketing um, presence. Um, you can expect that, I would say, by the end of this month. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What's like the, how far do you guys want to take this? How big do you envision this becoming? Like, do you see this becoming something that completely replaces whatever the current academic infrastructure is? Sort of throwing out, you know, Google Scholar and then coming up with a new concept other hmm. than like an H index, you know, like, or do you just, are you just trying to tackle problems within the infrastructure itself? Um, oh, you want to answer this, Tyler? Yeah, let me take this. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, trying to call ourselves revolutionaries is a little premature. Um, <laughs> I don't think we have any desire to topple the existing infrastructure. There's nothing, you know, there, it, it, that's, I don't think that it's advisable or beneficial to the system. We want to um, plug holes that we see. Obviously, this is a, a very new technology and we have some ideas about how it can be useful, um, but we don't have you know, the very tiniest of the fraction of all the ideas that there are about how this can be useful. So I think we're excited to see um, our ideas in action. That's always really exciting in, you know, in any entrepreneurial enterprise. We want to get researchers on board um, and see them benefit 
from this. Um, we want to explore the ways in which technology can augment the existing, the existing systems. We do want to see, you know, a broader range of, of science funded. And if we can assist in that, that's awesome. And maybe that in and of itself is revolutionary, but it's not revolutionary in the way that you sort of hinted at, which is, you know, topple the IRB or something. Like we have no, we don't want to topple the IRB. The IRB is very important. Um, uh, but uh, but it, something can be revolutionary and and not, you know, and not uh, be unable to coexist with the existing infrastructure. Let me put it that way. Tell me more about the Research Advisor Council. Sure. Um, so the general idea with the uh, Research Advisor Council is that um, kind of in the, in the footsteps of Hedera's approach to a governing council, um, we want to assemble uh, you know, researchers from different areas um, and different topics of study, because um, if we just have you know, our handful of uh, you know, researchers with their specific um, focuses, which is basically like health and predictive technologies. Um, we want to we want to get people from different sectors of research. I think that's very important to use that model that Hedera has built of taking like in their case it was corporations from different industries, um, but in our case it's going to be more like researchers from different industries that will have um, be able to vote on um, certain like allocations of funding. So we'll be able to. Um, you know, have those researchers choosing like what studies are important because, you know, we can democratize the process of like um, for just like a, a lay person to vote on what they think is important in terms of category. Um, but it's a little more challenging for, you know, a lay person to make an informed decision about something that's very, you know, it needs a lot of like background knowledge. So I think researchers are a lot more equipped to uh, make those decisions about what studies are going to get through. So we democratize it as much as we can but we have a research council once, you know, once the people have decided what they think is important in terms of category, um, then you've got the council who is determining which studies are going to get funded um, from that or yeah, something very close to that. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, it is at Recirca research. In what case you need spelling on Recirca. R yes, please. Yes. Okay. E R A. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's our Twitter handle. We're now going to be um, uh, quite a bit more active on, on Twitter and other things you have to look forward to. We're going to start releasing um, some studies that are uh, able to you know, get you some you know, participant NFTs as well as uh, just earn you a little bit of Recirca. So you'll be able to, um, you know, we're, we are on, uh, on the horizon. We are going to do some, some form of like maybe not token sale, but we do want to um, have a method of distributing Recirca tokens well before that happens. So we get it in the hands of people early on, and it's not just a process of like per people purchasing Recirca. Right, because um, I, I saw something about a token sale on your, on your roadmap, so. Yeah, eventually we, we will do something along those lines. It, it might be something similar to a saucer swap, um, where their approach of using NFTs, we, we just have to be very careful because we are involved in research, we don't want to, um, you know, run into uh, legal issues due to the way we we raised money. That would be very problematic. Well, if you want to, if you want to collab uh, with Crete's, that would be very funny. 
What was that, Tyler? Yes, please, Tyler. Sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, when you were spelling the Twitter handle, David, I think yeah. people were talking over each other, so maybe you just want to do that one more time. And, okay. and give us the website, Sorry. too. Okay. Um, yeah, so the website is, you can just go to reserca.io. That's R-E-C-E-R-C-A.io uh, -E -E is the website, and our handle is um, same spelling, Reserca Research. So, yeah, um, come follow us on Twitter. Check out our website. And yeah, if uh, you're join interested the, mail in, the mailing uh, list if yeah. you want to hear more. Interested in participating with studies, <clears throat> you can check it out, fill out that information. If you are a researcher, please, you know, go there and show your credentials and fill out to be part of the Research Advisor Council because, we, yeah, we get a lot of smart people in this community. I'm sure we've got a lot of people involved with research um, that it would you would vastly benefit from them being involved. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the... The better, the better connected we are with researchers, the more um, influential we'll, we'll be able to be in terms of, you know, proving that there is demand for this and being able to make change. Not by, you know, as we said, not by toppling the industry, but from within, you know, showing that there's support and, you know, there's, there's a reason to improve these processes. Well, I think people got a really good look at you guys. Uh, very professional, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for you. It's it's not super related, but a lot of projects built on Hedera seem to be coming out of the woodwork lately. Uh, I mm -hmm. know this because I didn't really have anybody to interview when I started doing the Hashcast, and now I've got a bunch of people uh, coming out wanting to be interviewed, and it looks like the Hedera DeFi space is blossoming. What do you think this is going to look like in three months? Just your personal opinion. What do you think this space is going to look like in three months? Uh, in three months, uh, it's probably just going to be, you know, I mean, in three months, it's a little hard to say. I, I try to think in the, in the more longer term in terms of where the space is going. Six um, months. Six months. Ooh, longer time frame. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, in, in six months, I think there is going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of new exchanges. You know, I mean, a lot of these projects are more in the, the infancy stage. Um, I think the reason you're seeing all these projects starting to come out of the woodwork like, like us just kind of popping up. You probably hadn't heard of us before, but um, that's, that's because a lot of people, you know, these things take time to develop. Like you can't develop a good product or a good application. So, I mean, a lot of the things we've been seeing so far have been like low scope projects, like, you know, NFT related things where they're just minting a bunch of NFTs and, and calling that a project. But, you yeah, know, if we, you're doing we basically, we don't yeah. even count. Yeah. Not talking about yeah. that. Uh, not talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's what Lehman calls the step function. And then mm -hmm. when that oh, hits, no. who the heck knows, right? The I'm, step I'm, Don't say when know, that hits. Uh, I've already taken heat about this kind of thing. <laughs> well, I'm not going to predict when it hits, but when it does, I, I anticipate there's going to be a lot more interest in uh, Hedera and the space in general. And, and there'll be a lot of sort of other uh, enterprises that are ready to announce the collaborations or working on the platform because... Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, like I said earlier, I mean, we're such early days. Early, but exciting days. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. All right. Well, on that note, let's bookend this baby. Thank you so much All for right. the panel, for being here. I really appreciate it, as always. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, appreciate Thank it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitter at Hedera Hashcast, and supporting us via Patreon. For just $1 a month, you'll get the podcast a day early, on Monday instead of Tuesday, and access to our exclusive patron community where we have surveys, behind-the-scenes content, and lots of other fun stuff.
For the $10 tier, you get all that along with a custom shout out at the end of the podcast from yours truly. Thank you for listening and for helping to build a consensus in the Hedera community. Thank you to our patrons. ABFT, FTW, 